Has a lane, 15-10, touchdown, Chargers! What's up, guys? Welcome into a schedule release edition of Chargers Weekly. Taping this a day late because we wanted to make sure that schedule came out so we could break it down. As always, joined by Matt Money-Smith. Money, it's always a big uh, day on the calendar. We always know the who, but the when and the where is important. Uh, the videos that come out, uh, the anime release part two did not disappoint. We could start in a number of directions. Would you want to start there? <laughs> sure, sure. I look, I'm pretty amazing. We, we, we don't need to say it. We're biased. It's the best digital and social media team in the NFL. They outdo themselves regularly, whether it's all in through digital and the YouTube stuff they put together, the breakdowns, the, the people they bring in to host those, you know, that content and the social media team and, and everything that goes into the anime. We'll still be finding Easter eggs in that thing for the next three weeks. Some of my favorites, wildly underrated, I thought, was week one and, and just Mike McDaniel being accused of vaping, you know, and having all the vape cloud, I, I think was one that perhaps snuck by a handful of people the, as, as someone who's been in football as long as I have to see Manish Mehta on the missing, missing. poster for the Jets missing. was exceptional. So there's, let's see if I'm just going through. Uh, so, so week two, there. week two, it looked very like just, all right, Derek Henry, your robot. On the right of him is a is an old banana and, and a, a mayo in a can of mayo for Shout Will Levis. Levis. That was great. <laughs> the The next level, of course, was Week 15. Raiders loss oh of God. 72 million bucks for Garoppolo. You click the QR code and it takes you. Are you a Charger fan? Are you a Raider fan? You click the Raider fan and it takes you to how to get a job. It's they did great. They they did really in and the you know fine, what the fact in that the they, fine print money they, it said uh, not redeemable for a wedding invite I don't know if you've read if you oh saw that's that. so great so great <laughs> and that they started it out with some self deprecation I think set the tone of hey we can make fun of ourselves yeah as well with the twenty seven zero ticket that they stepped on so well done of all the other ones and I didn't see all of them but I kind of tried to to watch all the other teams videos until I got bored and I got bored pretty quickly with most of them the only one that gave the Chargers a run for its money was Tennessee's so if you funny. did not check out the Titans schedule release that I, I I don't ever want to take the crown from the Chargers because of all the greatness that goes into it but well done Tennessee that was as good as anyone we've seen in a while if you have not seen that make sure you go seek it out and watch they went down to broadway which is the main drag in nashville where all the bars are and just got a bunch of drunk people showed them the the logos the mascots of the teams asking them what team they were playing so make sure you seek that out it's great that was great i forgot what they did lightning mcqueen i think was the chargers so lightning please. mcqueen Light cars lightning, lightning mcqueen is who the chargers were <laughs> so pretty great Oh, God. All right, let, let's get into this schedule. And, you know, let's just go game by game because, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at each game. And, we again, we knew the opponents, but I think what a way to start week one, right? Herbert, Tua, sure. Staley, Fangio, Ronaldo Hill. It's a, it's kind of a, a rematch of that, that Sunday night game last year. Dolphins, Chargers kicking it off at SoFi Money. Look, we, we know that Vic Fangio is – Nothing against Brandon Staley, but, you know, 
Vic was his guy. So he's arguably the, the brightest defensive mind in the NFL. We know how tough those Broncos games were, no matter who was on the roster. Every time the Chargers went to play him when Fangio was the coach, it was a nightmare. And I dug in a little bit. You open up, it's, so there's two sides to that, right? Mike McDaniel sort of called the running game genius, the, the special sauce to Kyle Shanahan's offense when he was in San Francisco. We know how good he is with the run. So I'll start there. Week one, you're still waiting for Austin Johnson to get healthy, Tito Abonia to get healthy. You didn't really get any reinforcements for the interior of that line in free agency or the draft. So you're talking about going up against one of the best run game coordinators and run game play callers in the league without full health because we don't know. And maybe those guys will be ready, but that's that's a concern to Fangio and, and what he has been able to do no matter who his opponent is. I, I dug in. In 2021, Kellen Moore and the Cowboys faced Vic Fangio and the Broncos with the number one offense in the NFL. They had won six games straight. And at the eight-minute mark of the fourth quarter, they were losing 30-0. to zero. So just to kind of put that in perspective and what Vic Fangio was able to do to Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard and all those, Mari Cooper, all those guys with Kellen Moore calling plays, he's really good. He is really, really good. So it is a tough way to start the season. Having said that, Miami was a buzzsaw offensively last year coming into that Sunday night football game. Brandon Staley had a brilliant game plan, pressing those receivers, pushing his guys up a little bit to the middle of that field and taking away what had been working so well for them. And Tua just couldn't overcome it. The, the offense stalled out big time. And, and that's a tip of the cap to Staley for coming up. Because remember, after that, Everybody emulated what Staley did moving forward, and that was how they tried to thwart that offensive attack of Jalen Waddell and and Tyreek Hill. And just to put a button on it, the don't know what the corner situation is going to look like. Is it is it going to be Jasir in the slot? Is it going to be JT Woods being asked to do a lot up high? That's a lot for Week One. If it's going to be those two second years second year players, because JC Jackson also is not ready yet you know, going into, into that contest. It's a, it's a tough way to start. It is. And, you know, as far as Kellen Moore's offense is concerned, is it going to be hot out the gates? Is it going to take a few weeks right. to kind of get you, get your legs under you and understand the playbook and understand what they're doing? So it's, it's a fascinating matchup in an AFC that's absolutely loaded. Uh, a game that you may need down the stretch in terms of tiebreaker situations based on what Miami does this year. You know, uh, you know, we got 16 more to go, but obviously, uh, Dolphins at home, that's a great way to start the season for the Chargers make a statement. Um, weeks two and three, Money, you're going on the road. We're going to Nashville. What was that barbecue place we went to in Nashville that, that had the band? Martins. Martins. So I'm going to put in the reservation for Martins after this podcast. Uh, Nashville, is, is it going to be Will Levis starting? Is it going to be Ryan Tannehill starting? Um, it, it seems like Tennessee is is closer to rebuild than contender at this point. Um, first road test for the Chargers. Time to time to get your first road win of the year. So I I would say instead of kind of going game by game, just because we've known our opponents the whole time, yeah. I think it's a perfect time to sort of zoom out and go big picture because you just said it. Back to back road games, right? Chargers. 
the, the, the schedule makers could not have done the Chargers more favors. You can't control the opponents. The opponents are what they are. It's a tough schedule. It's a really tough schedule. But when you look at the way the schedule lays out, here's a couple things that, that jump out to me. And I've, I took a ton of notes. So, you know, the strength of schedule, understand this. When you look at strength of schedule, we're going to be the, – the, the AFC West and the AFC East are going to have the toughest schedules because, one, look at the participants in each of those divisions. Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers – Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. Those are eight good teams. Those are eight really good teams. You can make a case for any of those eight teams to make the postseason. Uh, the Raiders maybe come to mind, or the Broncos because of how poorly it went, but Sean Payton's in there. They still have an absolutely dominant D. If they can get that offensive right, we know how good that team could be. Raiders lost a ton of close games last year, and personally, I think they upgraded at quarterback, and a lot of that was quarterback-driven as to how they were coming up short late in those games. When you talk about the AFC East, again, easy to make a case, right, for any of those four teams. Jets with that defense, Bills are one of the best teams in football, the Dolphins made the playoffs last year, and the Patriots are the Patriots. So strength of schedule, understand, you're going to see the AFC West and the AFC East because they also play each other. So you're talking about 10 of 17 games for the teams in the AFC West to be against six against each other, and four against the AFC East. Same thing for the AFC East, right? You've got six against each other, four against yep. the AFC West. So strength of schedule is tough. Nothing you can do about that. But what you can look at is the fact that Chargers only have one back-to-back road trip. That's it. You got the Giants with two, three-game road trips, back-to-back-to-back. Think about the Chargers only having one, and it's right at the start of the year when you hope health is at a premium. So that is a, after those two back-to-backs, Raiders at home, then the bye, look at the schedule. Home away, home away, home away, home away, home away, home away, home. They alternate every week. Yeah, That's a huge advantage, an absolutely huge advantage. And when you look at the rest of the division, Chris, the the Chargers have that one back-to-back roadie, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chiefs, they all have three back-to-back road game situation so that's a big net advantage for the Bolts yeah it's, it's a great point and you know again you hope health is at a premium in September and it's it's two teams that I, that frankly the, the Chargers could beat and should beat you know I, I think Minnesota may be a little bit tougher than Tennessee in, in September you got an Eric uh, Kedrick's reunion you got a Ryan Ficken reunion early in September um, but and, and listen we'll go through uh, you know different chunks of the schedule I, if we worked backwards too, Money, and I said this last night, I was looking at the schedule. After Thanksgiving is when the season starts for the Chargers. They could be 5-5 five and five going into that game against the Ravens. You, you have the Ravens on Sunday night. Then you got to go to New England. And then you have four of your six division games to close the year. Um, Broncos, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs, with the Bills sandwiched in between there. Yeah. I mean, th- those are all teams that you're going to be competing with for either – a division title or a wild card spot. So you could be four and six, five and five, six and four, whatever. The season doesn't really start until after Thanksgiving. And you got to hope, you know, and this is where, you know, we don't know. Hopefully you're healthy. You're playing your best ball. That, that, that Kellen Moore offense is humming in, in December and January. But I just found it interesting because, you know, sometimes teams have their divisional opponents up in September and October 
when maybe you're not the team that you're going to be in December and January. So I think it's a great opportunity for the Chargers if, if they're going to ascend throughout the year with a new offense and um, some of some new players and some rookies that may contribute um, to have those division games at the back half of the year. You know, that, that was the one thing that stood out to me. You don't have like Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos to start the season. You're going to get those teams late. So think about last year, they clinched in week 16 at Indianapolis day after Christmas. So when you look at week 16, you're coming off, uh, you get a mini buy. So that's, that's a hell. We can get into a little bit of that stuff. Cause I dug yeah. into the rest and who's coming off a buy or the chargers coming off a buy. Who's got more rest going into that game. Who's traveling further, all that sort of stuff we, we can touch upon. But since you, you brought that up, I think that's the toughest stretch of the season. 16, 17, 18. Now, I know Charger fans don't want to hear it, but the Chiefs have owned this division. Chiefs have owned the best record in the in the conference or very close to it seemingly year in and year out, right? So you get the Chiefs in week 18. If you're not in contention for the division at that point, like you said, say they're, they're coming in fighting for that wild card, well, now you might be taking a Chiefs team on that's resting everybody, and that's a benefit for you. And And nothing against the Chargers, but this is just – recent and the last five years that we're talking about that the Chiefs have dominated the AFC so just looking at it realistically that's a benefit I would rather have the Chiefs in week 18 than in week 14 15 or 16 so that's a that's a plus but when you're talking about Buffalo on Saturday night at Denver we know how good that defense is they lost to him in week 18 and they needed overtime and an incredible special teams play to beat them at home last year. That defense is good. So that's week 17. You cannot lose that game because then you got Kansas City if you're fighting for the division. That's, that's a really tough – there's a number of tough stretches in there. I look. You mentioned Baltimore. Baltimore having to go to New England. Again, Denver's an issue. That's a bit of a tough – and plus, you know, just Detroit having to go to Green Bay. I think weather-wise – they caught a break. You got to go to to New England first week of first week of um, December. December, and then Denver cold has never really bothered me. I don't feel like it, it bothers the the guys either. But that East Coast cold is a different level cold. So when you're talking about New England first week of December, that can be a little bit tough. January's a little rough in Denver too. That could end up being cold. So you get a little bit of cold weather in there as well. It's a rough it's a rough close to the season. That Buffalo game, just since we're already on it, to to bring it up. The Buffalo game, the Chargers get a mini buy because Buffalo will be on a short week. The Chargers are coming off the Thursday night football game against the Raiders. So the Bills are playing on Sunday. The Chargers are playing all the way back on Thursday. So you're talking about extra rest versus short rest for Buffalo. So that's a bit of an advantage. And they're at home. So Buffalo's the road team having just played on Sunday. The Chargers are the home team having played the past Thursday night. So you get that 10 days of rest going into what could be a slobber knocker against one of the best teams in the league, slight advantage, Chargers there. Just remember last year, though, uh, uh, exactly a year ago, we're looking at the schedule, and we said, oh, my God, Sunday night football against Sean McVay and the Rams. Wow, Monday night football yeah. against a Colts team that we thought was going to be a contender. Jeff Saturday was the head coach. <laughs> on Monday night football, and yeah. the Rams are way out of contention. Oh, it all, cha- all we can do is – all we can always yeah. is all we can do is take the information point. we have right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just, we can just project based on what we see right now, and let's not forget 
Chargers lost pretty much their entire defense. They lost their high-priced corner. They lost their entire interior defensive line. Joey Bosa was out for 11 games, so they lost their left tackle. <laughs> like The Chargers were part of that as well. They just happened to overcome it. The, the, the Put it this way, like the one thing to look at if you want to go down this road, DraftKings has the Chargers favored in 12 of 17 games. That's good. So that's good. Yeah. They, they think they're going to win 12 of 17. They, they think they, they've got them at 12 and 5 in terms of how the line's set up right now. We know that'll change based on performance. Could get better, could get worse. But at least going into it with this schedule, I feel pretty good about how it lays out um, just in terms of travel, fact that they don't have with all of these east coast or with all of these midwest and east coast games green bay minnesota tennessee new england new york like it could have been gnarly it could have been a gnarly schedule based on a lot of those trips and the fact that they are alternating every other week and even the one that we have a back-to-back minnesota's a two and a half hour flight that's nothing that's a that's one of the shorter trips that you're going to make. Tennessee's not bad. Tennessee's three hours to get there, you know, three and a half, four to get home. So that's another easy one. That, and that's the only back-to-back. So that really helped the, the way the schedule laid out. Yeah, I mean, New England is 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 the furthest trip. Before that, you you host the Ravens. And then after that, you host the Broncos. And then you have a, a Thursday night game against the Raiders. That's a, you know, I can get... Talk about a win. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like you, I can you're going to get a full week of practice. In Southern California, it takes longer than to get to Vegas. Right. <laughs> so remember what they always talk about being a road team on Thursday night football. You lose a you lose a day of practice because you have to yeah. travel on Wednesday. Chargers Not won. the case here. You're yeah. going to get a full day of practice in because you have to be in town 18 hours before kick. So kick is at 5 o'clock. You don't have to be in Vegas until 10 o'clock if you want. You can get there that late and get a full day of practice, have a regular. You can have the exact same practice week that the Raiders have save that 40 minute flight and a bus ride to a hotel. Muddy, do you remember last year we were on the bus to the hotel longer than we were in the air. Right. That's, that's like how quick it is. So, right. So that's a huge win. The fact that you have a road Thursday night football game and it's the shortest trip you could possibly take, save if you played the Rams at home, but it's the shortest trip you can take. And so there is no, the, the home team has such a big advantage over the road team on Thursday Night Football because they get an extra day of practice. They don't have to take that Wednesday to try. Monday's recovery day, Tuesday install, Wednesday practice. Well, now you get that as a road team. You know, the road team normally would not get that. Maybe they'd have to condense a little bit, and they don't have to do that. They will be on the exact same schedule as the Raiders. So that's a huge advantage considering you had a road Thursday Night Football game for it to be in Las Vegas. The buy came at the middle of last year. Um, yeah, this is not. That's the one negative. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's early. It's week five, but it's the earliest it can be. It's earliest it can be. But you know what? The first four games, right? Miami, Tennessee, Minnesota, and the Raiders. Wouldn't it be awesome for the Chargers? You get to like three and one, reset, and play the rest of the schedule. You mentioned that you're going to get mini buys. That you know the mini buy from Thursday right. night football to the following. Um, the way that the schedule lays out, as you beautifully outlined, I mean, it, it's not like um, it's going to be a, a tough road to hoe w- without a, a buy coming in like week nine or week 10. So I, I think that's the one advantage. It's like, all right, we're going to give you the buy in, in week five, but we're not going to make you go back-to-back road road trips, and um, especially in December. I, I think it lays out nicely. 
if you told me that's the trade-off, look, the buy stinks. There's, there's, yeah. I'm not going to try to put lipstick on that pig. It's a, it's a crappy buy. You, you don't want to buy in week five. It's just so early. Last year, they had one of the, they had it right in the middle. That's what you want, man. Right in the middle. Get that week. Refresh. Get some guys healthy that got banged up. But I will trade this schedule for that buy too early any day of the week. The, the fact that you are alternating home after that buy, that you are alternating home and away games all the way through the Thursday night football against the Raiders. You get sat. The, the Chargers, we've been traveling on Christmas or we've been gone on Christmas three years in a row now. They give you the 23rd. So the guys get to spend time at home or get to do something with their families on Christmas Day on Sunday or on, on Monday, I should say. You know, Christmas Eve on Sunday, we play on Saturday night at home. So that's nice for the staff for the coaches, the coaches who have families, for the players that have young kids, to, to have been gone these last three years, Indianapolis, Houston, Houston, that's nice. I'm happy to see that the league perhaps recognized what the last three years have been like. And I think that's emotionally, it's late in the year. You're looking for little victories, right? So that to me is, that's, that's something that can make you feel good. Put a little pep on your step. You know what? We're going into a game at Denver. We just played the Bills. And I get to spend Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with my family. Well, all these other guys, we got three games on Christmas Day. We got a full slate on, on Sunday, Christmas Eve. And we got to play on Saturday with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati on the 23rd. And we get those two days. That's, to me, that's an emotional lift that when you're that late in the season, you're absolutely beat to hell. I think that's, that's something that, that it's, it's tiny, but at the same time, I know what it felt like, at least for me, and I felt like you could, you could feel it in snack and in catering in Houston and Indianapolis these last few years. Like, oh man, it's it's Christmas Day, and I'm sitting in a hotel ballroom eating steak and fish, and having a smoothie made, and there's the omelet bar, and it's just it's the same. It's it's a rinse repeat, and I think it's it's a little depressing, though, just to be fully honest. So to to have that this year, I think, is a big. That's that's great. It's a great way to have the schedule having laid out that way for these guys. Yep. Six primetime games. We'll take a quick break and break them down. All right, guys, as the official hospitality partner of the NFL, On Location offers unrivaled access to experience all premier NFL events like never before. On Location brings you up close for all the action, providing fans with unforgettable moments from draft day to Super Bowl Sunday and everything in between. On Location, thrilled to announce its new partnership with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This August, kick off football season in Canton, Ohio, and be there live to witness the class of 2023 enshrinement. The NFL also headed back to London and Germany for the 2023 NFL International Games. On Location, official packages will feature game tickets, deluxe hotel accommodations, private tours, pregame hospitality, end-to-end planning, and much more. Be sure to secure your priority access today. Visit NFLOnLocation.com. Or search NFL on location today. Your football experience of a lifetime awaits only with on location. So, Money, we talked about that week five bye. Coming out of that is Cowboys Chargers on Monday Night Football. Kellen Moore gets to face his former squad. And, you know, this is about as marquee as it gets. You get the Cowboys coming to SoFi Stadium. Uh, and, it, again, if we're going to go any silver lining with the bye, you got two weeks to prepare for your first nationally televised game. 
It's a big advantage. Teams coming off a bye versus teams that aren't. It's a big advantage, and they get it. They're coming off the bye. The Cowboys are coming off Sunday night football for Monday night football, so they get full rest, even though they play late on Sunday. Slight advantage, Chargers, no doubt about that. You mentioned six primetime games before you, you took the break there, Chris. That's I know that the, 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 the Spanoses and Tom aren't going to want to hear this, but why do you think we got six primetime games? That's why that guy's going to make the amount of money he's going to make, and he's worth yeah. every cent. Yep. When you talk about being in a group with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, and you're the only one in that group, it's you're the only company. other one in that small group, guess what? You got yourself a superstar quarterback that everybody wants to watch play football. He plays an exciting brand of football. Everybody knows that no lead, either way, is safe, and they always play exciting games in primetime. And that's, that's why the amount of money that that is worth to have, you know, we were talking, I'm going to out you, Greg, before we, we started this, and he said, it's funny when you're a fan. You look at those primetime games, and you're like, this is awesome. When you're inside, it's like, these suck. Because you're sitting around all day you waiting all to day. play. It's always when you're on the road for the primetime. You know, we're going to leave New York City somewhere around 1 a.m., 2 a.m. New York time. We're going to land in L.A. somewhere around 3.30, 4 a.m. from that Monday nighter, and you got a Tuesday workday the next day. It's not ideal. It's rough. But the fans love it. So you are talking about premium four of those six are at home we, we only have two road games in primetime Thursday night in Vegas and Monday night in New York everything else Saturday night against Buffalo Monday night football with the Cowboys Sunday night football with the Bears these are marquee national fan base games Baltimore Sunday night football Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert that's for the Chargers you you mean to tell me that place ain't going to be packed with football fans? Every one of those four home games of the nine we have are going to be packed with people. It is going to be juice to the nines. And thank you, number 10, because, man, that's, that's how you get in a group with the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys is the most primetime games in 2023. The next four games out of the bye. Maybe you know maybe the bye did come at the right time, Money, because you got you got Cowboys Chargers, then you got a short week, you gotta go to Arrowhead. And that's the that's the lone day game of the next four. And that's probably the most marquee. Mahomes, Herbert at Arrowhead. Then you got Bears, Chargers, and then Chargers, Jets, Monday Night Football. So Again, a, a little bit of a disadvantage that you got to go to Arrowhead on, on a short week. On a short week. And they have but, a mini-bye, by the way. They're coming off Thursday night football, so it's a double whammy. So yeah. Chiefs get 10 days, Chargers coming off Monday night football, and traveling. That's If we're just talking about the advantages, there's one of the, the disadvantages and hiccups in the schedule. So Okay, so we got, we got Chargers, Cowboys, Chargers, Chiefs, Bears, Chargers, and, and Chargers, Jets, and you know, you were talking about the AFC East and the AFC West. Listen, the the Bears are going to take a leap this year. I don't know how big of a leap, but Justin Fields, I think, proved last year that he's got some juice, and and we'll see where that goes with with guys like DJ Moore and uh, Claypool and and trying to build that offense. So, you know, I, I'm looking at some of these NFC North teams, and last year you're like, oh man, NFC North, 
maybe down a little bit. Um, Lions are opening the season against the Chiefs. Uh, you got the Lions at home. Uh, going to Green Bay, I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. I mean, you're going to Lambeau. Lambeau's not going to be the, the easiest place to get a win. Um, we, we talked about the Bears, Vikings early in the season, going to Minnesota. So uh, we knew how tough this schedule was going to be. I, I think the way it lays out to your point earlier, it, it, it does work out for the Chargers. But some of these games that you like look at in May and you're like, oh, man, Chargers should get that one. They should. But, you know, everybody's got a squad this year. And, and I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult when we talk about teams like the Lions and Bears, teams that maybe last year and the year before, you're like, oh, man, those are those are wins. So I'll I'll disagree with you a little bit on the Bears. I think they're going to stink. Just I to me they're they're in like the middle of a two or a three. Now look, you can say that, and I'll be completely wrong. But when I look at that offensive line, still needs a lot of work. The DJ Moore, getting DJ Moore. I, I don't know what Chase Claypool is. You know giving them an opportunity to redo that trade, there's no question they don't give up a second for Chase Claypool. But yeah. I'll I'll believe it when I see it with Justin Fields. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Just there there were a lot of issues throwing the ball. And again, didn't have the weapons. Terrible offensive line. Are they going to be better in their – is Cody Whitehair and Tevin Jenkins and these young guys – Darnell Wright at right tackle, are they going to be better in front of him? We know the threat he is using his feet – they didn't do uh, – it's not a good defense. It's not a good defense. So that's one that the, the Chargers should be able to – I would love to see them get a big lead in that game and on the Sunday Night Football going into a trip to New York City to take on a gnarly Jets team. I'd love to see them be able to get some rest in that game. It's asking a lot. There are very few blowouts in the NFL. Typically the games are tight. But of all the opponents they have next year, that's the worst one to me. That they are, on paper, the worst team that the Chargers will face next year. And look, they have the number one overall pick in the draft. Yeah, they, they were the worst team in the NFL in 2022. So it's not yeah. like I'm sticking my neck out in saying that. They're going to play five of the top seven DVOA defenses, footballoutsiders.com, from 2022. Dallas, New England, Buffalo, the Jets, Baltimore five of the top seven defenses in the league. They're going to play five of the top six offenses in the league. The Chiefs twice, so Chiefs, Chiefs, Buffalo, Detroit, Miami. I bring that up now because it speaks to your point about the Lions and people that might see the Lions on the schedule and say, that's the Lions. Let's not forget, that team closed strong. That that team was a a sniff away from miss, from making the playoffs, and they booted Aaron Rodgers and the Packers from the playoffs when they had nothing to play for. Because So that's, that's I think, something to, to your point. It's when you, you can't base everything on the year before, Green Bay still has a really good defense. That, that def, that's probably the best defense. It's probably the best defense in the, in the NFC North. And you're playing in Green Bay, outdoors, mid-November. Shouldn't be too cold, but it sure as heck ain't going to be Southern California. So, yes, each opponent presents a challenge. And Detroit, we know, man, they can put it on you offensively. That is a really good offensive team. They have invested heavily on their lines. It's one of the probably, 
it's going to be one of the best offensive lines they see. Taylor Decker, Ragnow, Vitai, Sewell. That it's going to be, and, 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 and we know they love to run the ball. Back. He'll be back for that one too. I think he misses the first six games. So right. Oh, that's right. You have to deal with Jameson Williams. Yeah. So you're talking about the, the not to mention it's a physical, it's a physical offense. They want to run the heck out of the ball. It's why they drafted Jameer Gibbs and signed David Montgomery. So it's, it's an, it's an offense that can beat you up a little bit. Well, we look at the draft and we talked about this when Quentin Johnson was drafted. Uh, I think, uh, Zay Flowers and, and Jordan Addison. You know, this is just the kind of storyline part of the season. We're going to see Zay Flowers up close yeah, and personal. That's Center a great football. call. We're going to see Jordan Addison uh, early uh, against uh, the, the Vikings. So too. Th- those those wide receivers that were drafted right after Quentin, uh, they'll, they'll get a chance to, to go uh, toe-to-toe against the Chargers. Uh, let's see here. We got Bears. Bears actually – the Bears have four primetime games this year, Money. Um like Justin Fields was exciting last year, running all yeah. over the place. But I'd be very surprised. I'm, let me see. I have not taken a, a look at when those primetime games are. If there, so there's Thursday, then the Chargers, then yeah, that that Monday night football against. Or actually, no, that's not. Uh, let's see. Is that that? Yeah, it is. That Monday night football game against Minnesota, Week Twelve. I'd be very surprised if that stayed there. So that's, that's just right. my when projection. Monday night football I, can flex. They can flex this exactly. year exactly. They can flex this year, so that would not that that would that one would surprise me if that's not one of the first flexes of the season. So I, I kind of went here, and we can just kind of close the podcast on this. Is just this back half of, of the year when, when you have the Ravens coming to town, then you have to go face uh, Bill Belichick in the Patriots, Mac Jones, and, and then four of the last five are in the division, and, and the other one is the Bills. I mean, we we touched on it at the top money, but like. That's not an easy way to close, but I tell you what, if the Chargers uh, can be ascending, like that's quite the momentum shift going into January. If, if you can take care of a lot of those games and make yourself, uh, or at least put yourself in a position to win the division or get one of those wild card spots, it's, we said it at the top. It's a tough. It's a tough schedule. So Miami's tough. Going to Tennessee, we know how tough they are defensively. You remember what McCurry did last year and how tight that game was. And needed a game-winning field goal. So Minnesota had the best record. I think, did they end up with the best record in the NFC? I feel like they did. And I know they lost in the playoffs to to the Giants, right? But Oh, no, they had the second-best record to second best. Philadelphia. But, I mean, you're talking about a team that won 12 games last year, or 13 games, whatever it was. So Minnesota's a very good team. I'm interested to see if Dalvin Cook's going to be on that team. Sounds like they're at an impasse, and there's some people saying they may just cut them. So that would be a huge win for the Chargers not having to deal with Dalvin Cook. We know Justin Jefferson's in the conversation as the best receiver in the league. Kurt Cousins has been wildly underrated. Kevin O'Connell's a great play caller. So that's going to be a tough game. We talked about the Raiders. You know, those games were tight last year. So there's – I'm trying to think if there's anything else I dug up. The... Who are the Raiders? Who are the Raiders this year, Money? Like you know, we talked about all the quarterbacks oh. in this division. Garoppolo was not one of the quarterback quarterbacks. We How discussed. good is Tyree Wilson? Is he is he over his Liz Frank injury? And is he going to be opposite Max Crosby in a three man rotation with Chandler Jones? That's going to go a long way when you when you've got to contend when you can't double both those guys. If Tyree Wilson's as good as people say he is, there are people out there talking about him and Miles Garrett. And just his length and his explosion, whoa, whoa, things whoa, whoa, like whoa. that. So that's, yeah, so that's a big one. Is he going to be ready to go? 
And and if he is, there were some people that had questions about taking place. Whatever, guys, a nightmare. So you still have to deal with Devontae Adams. We know they built it a lot like the Patriots where they got rid of Darren Waller and brought in Michael Mayer. We know that most tight ends don't really make an impact their rookie seasons for whatever reason. So that, that part doesn't work. But when you're talking about Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, that's built a lot like Josh McDaniels has put his stamp on this team. It is it is now built a lot like what he was doing with the Patriots. Even brought in Jakob Janssen at fullback. You know, you got Josh Jacobs, who's an absolute hammer. He's got Garoppolo, who knows the system. Haven't been with him for a few years. So the, the one the one thing about the Raiders, the O line, they did not draft O line, which was really surprising. They they needed O linemen and they drafted none. So that's Early in the season, Joey's healthy. Week four, Tui Pelotu is a little bit more comfortable. 32-year-old Khalil Mack still feeling pretty good. So that's an advantage there. But that to me, it'll come down to how good is Tyree Wilson because we know Max Crosby's been nothing short of an absolute, complete, and total nightmare Terror. for the Chargers since he came into the league. And then the Patriots... We've listed all those quarterbacks in the division. Mac Jones isn't one of them either. But, again, they're coached by Bill Belichick. And you go into the East Coast, I think Bill's going to have them in the conversation for a playoff spot. Um, again, I look at guys like like Mike Tomlin with Kenny Pickett and Bill Belichick with Mac Jones. You don't have the top-tier quarterback in the division, but you can coach. And th- th- those are the types of teams that I think – the Chargers will be competing with for a playoff spot. And it's it, sometimes it's not just a quarterback. If the yeah. quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo or Mac Jones can keep you in games and you can win it with your defense, like you said, with Tyree Wilson and Max Crosby or, or what the, what the Patriots are packing, Bill O'Brien's a new offensive coordinator there. Those are just the teams that you have to be a little wary of. Uh, they may not have the, uh, the a plus quarterback, but they have a lot uh, of other things. They lost to Mac Jones his rookie year at home two years ago. Kept, you could make a case, kept them out of the playoffs. They missed the playoffs by one yeah, game. They, they lost did. to Mac Keep Jones his rookie year. Uh, Bill Belichick destroyed Herbert 45-0 to zero in 2020, his, his rookie season. So we know that Bill can be a headache, an absolute headache. for And, and let's not forget what Herbert – and I bring that up because Herbert had an incredible rookie season. It was the only hiccup on the whole schedule. Everything else was – yeah, this guy's the next great quarterback, and, and he's going to be in the conversation. It's the greatest of his era, and Bill Belichick beat him 45 nothing with Cam Newton out there. So that's how good he is. And, and, and you're going – Foxborough's a weird place to play. It's out there on the sticks. You're on your bus. It's a long commute because you can't stay in Foxborough. So whether you stay in Boston or in Providence, you're talking about an hour drive by bus to get to Foxborough, which sucks. It's a one-lane road. You feel like you're in Salem and there's witch trials happening somewhere <laughs> 200 feet outside your bus. It's just a creepy place. And then all of a sudden, you make a right next to like some weird-looking house and, and we you're at Foxborough. And it's <laughs> just it's eerie. It's, I hate that place. And I'm sure <laughs> players do too. And it's the first week of December. So there's not going to be any leaves on the – it's going to be snow. It's going to be cold. It's going to be overcast. It's going to be creepy. So that that's that's a tough that, one. You you pretty much just uh, described that divisional game in 2018, 2019. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was the coldest. It was the coldest game I think I've I've been a part of. <laughs> yeah, it's it was it was oh, a nightmare. 
So they've got, let's see, what else do I have left? Two short road weeks at Kansas City up Monday Night Football at the Raiders Thursday Night Football. Four games of less rest than their opponent. Minnesota, they're coming off a mini-bye with Thursday Night Football. They got a handful of those. They got kind of hosed on those. Kansas City coming off Thursday Night Football. Detroit is on a short week coming off. They're actually, Detroit's coming off a bye, and the Chargers are coming off a Monday Night Football. That stinks. Yeah. And Baltimore coming off mini-bye at Thursday Night Football. So that's, that's a negative. They got four of those that they've got to overcome where they've got considerably less rest than their opponent. So, you know. Hey, man, they, they will have earned they tr- it. They try to make it fair for everybody. They will have earned it if they uh, if yeah. they make the playoffs this year. Um, if they somehow can dethrone the Chiefs. I mean, this is a this is a beast of a schedule, especially down the stretch. But So um, I tell you, Chris, Homer Road, you're a fan. Homer Road, you get to pick a game. Of of the seventeen, home or road, all expenses paid, all that sort of stuff. Or you don't even have to travel. I've I've discovered teleportation. So oh my god, okay. the rigors of travel aren't even involved. You just snap your fingers and you're there. What game do you want to go to, dude? There's like, or is it at home? Could be one of the home games. We got four primetime games at home. You know what's funny is like the the one place I have not been that it's like. It's almost like a bucket list place is Lambo, but the game isn't. Sure. It, it it doesn't have the uh, uh, the bigness of, of some of these. Not other as games. much sizzle as some of the others. So I'll, I'll take that out of it. I I will say, um, I will say, Monday, November sixth in New York because Justin Herbert and the Big Apple against Aaron Rodgers. I, I think that that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. You know, I think that would be, and, and you don't get that every year, right? You can easily say Mahomes versus Herbert and going to Arrowhead or Vegas, uh, Cowboys. The Chargers played the Cowboys a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I think this is a unique opportunity for Justin Herbert to face Aaron Rodgers, maybe for the for the last time in his career up yeah. in New York. So I, I would say Chargers-Jets. What about you? It's a great one. I, I'm going to go Buffalo at home on Saturday. To me, that's I believe both of these teams are going to be in the thick of it. It's week 16. Holiday vibes. Josh, it's the it's December 23rd. It's an early Christmas present. You know, son, daughter, we're going to the game Saturday night, and we're still going to be at Grandma's for Christmas Eve, and you're still going to wake up Christmas morning and open all your Star Wars figures. That Saturday night, Buffalo, I just, I feel like the stakes are going to be so high much like Monday night, I would want the standalone game knowing that the eyes of the football nation are upon me and the game that I'm watching. So it's it's one of the primetime games, no doubt. And it's going to be the first game ever broadcast on Peacock as, as we continue to move towards streaming and away from over-the-air broadcasts. So you know they're going to pull out all the stops to try to make this a real spectacle. And I think it's a potential playoff preview. Yeah, but it's a potential AFC championship game, potential divisional game, potential wild card game. And that's a really good Buffalo team and it's a really good Chargers team and it's late in the season. So give me all of that. I mean, look, if you told me if you guaranteed me that it's for the division week 18 at home against the Chiefs. Now, yeah, that's it's, it's a no. It's obviously a no brainer. Sunday night football. It's another playoff game. Yeah, if you yeah, right, they'll end up making that the 
remember, they always do that with one game, right? So that's what that game would become. It would become the standalone Sunday night football game for the AFC West. If you told me uh, that that's, that's what that game means, then yeah, that's the no-brainer. But I'll take Buffalo. I like it. I like Buffalo. And, you know, you, you can't go wrong. I mean, like, if the, the, the home fans – be spoiled this year you got you got a chicago bear you know 100 when a team like chicago like a big market team comes in and it's a big game it just it feels like a big game baltimore with, with lamar jackson a team you're going to be competing with for a division uh you know we talked about chargers jets on the road uh i think Ca- cowboys chargers on monday night football joe and troy coming to yeah. so far uh, kellen moore versus mike mccarthy it's uh is, is Tony Pollard going to run the ball 45 times is Justin going to throw it 65 times you know <laughs> what's going to what's going to happen right. against uh against the Cowboys um and then you know some of these some of these games in the afternoon man like you said like the Lions are opening the NFL season at Arrowhead that's what they right. think of the Detroit Lions yeah. this yeah. year you know so this is this is a fun schedule there's been a fun podcast uh kind of breaking it down and it's always fun to look back at you know what you thought in May versus what happens with with injuries and teams getting off to a slow start and uh, maybe making changes? You know, the the season always takes on a life of its own. Um, but it's it's fun to talk about. Uh, the NFL has remarkably made this one of the biggest off season dates on the it's calendar, weird. man. And you know the opponents. It's it's weird. You already know the opponents, but the way a lot does war. If you're if you're not familiar and you're on social media. Be sure to follow Warren Sharp. He does a great job. Warren Sharp, and I think, is it Brian Burns is the name of the guy at ESPN? I want to say that does a lot of schedule and logistical. Let me just type it in to make sure I give credit where credit is due. I feel like it's Brian Burns is his name. Darn it. He's he's at ESPN. But he and Warren Sharp do a great job of of breaking all this sort of stuff down. Yeah, maybe it's not Brian Burns. Is it Bruce? Whatever. Sorry. I My great apologies. Hold on. Greg's here. Who is it? Brian, Brian Burke. Burke. There you go. See, I probably didn't say Brian Burke because he was the former general manager of the Anaheim Ducks. So, is it Brian Burke? Is that who it is? See now, I feel terrible. <laughs> it's the beautiful thing about podcasts. Yeah, 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 yeah is... no, 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 no. Okay, it's uh, I think it's Brian Burke, ESPN. Yep, it is. But the the first Brian Burke. Uh, okay, that thank you, Greg. Up for me, was was the guy that uh, that you were referring to, hockey exec, author, proud yeah. dad. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Yeah, Brian. That that's why I was I, I couldn't get the Burke thing right. But he's great to follow. Warren Sharp is great to follow. They do things. They they've got years and years of data. They break down to say, oh, back to back road games, three in a row road games. These are the winning percentages. That more rest than your opponent. These are the winning percentages. Home prime time versus road prime time. They break all of that down. So go through their timelines dig into those things because it's really cool. And if you haven't seen it yet, if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you saw it, but keep hitting pause and keep picking up all those Easter eggs. Green Bay, in the darkness, that was great. The little light in the light, the lighter to, to get yep. out of the darkness. New England, the Spygate stuff with Bill Belichick watching overheads of all the practices in the NFL stadiums. Phenomenal. So good trying to think I've, we already talked about the Raiders you got to oh it. Sean Payton taking <laughs> Russell Wilson's office back love that 
you gotta you gotta pause it because that's where all the easter eggs are you know 100 percent. there's like the the darkness the darkness retreat when uh when the light comes on there's a bunch of like uh all kinds of post-it notes on the wall in the background (laughs) oh i forgot i wanted to mention this too uh jc jackson said it's a revenge game for me i'm excited to go back and pick mac jones off and show them why they should have never let me go so there we go JC calling his Love shot it. against uh against the Patriots in December. So hopefully he'll be back in 110% by then, you know? I'm, I'm hopeful. It was a deep cornerback draft. And the only thing I can think of as to why the Chargers didn't take a corner is because JC is well on his way to be ready for week one. That's the only okay. thing I can think of. Yeah. So let's hope. Once you get out there, JC, and pick off Mac Jones three times. Absolutely. Let's get after that. That would be fun. All right, guys, always appreciate it. We'll be back uh, normal time, I think, next week. I think that'll that'll be the, the cadence moving forward. We'll get this thing out on Thursdays. Uh, for Money, I'm Chris. This has been Chargers Weekly. All right, guys, as the official hospitality partner of the NFL, On Location offers unrivaled access to experience all premier NFL events like never before. On Location brings you up close for all the action, providing fans with unforgettable moments from draft day to Super Bowl Sunday and everything in between. On Location, thrilled to announce its new partnership with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This August, kick off football season in Canton, Ohio, and be there live to witness the class of 2023 enshrinement. The NFL also headed back to London and Germany for the 2023 NFL International Games. On Location, official packages will feature game tickets, deluxe hotel accommodations, private tours, pregame hospitality, end-to-end planning, and much more. Be sure to secure your priority access today. Visit NFLOnLocation.com or search NFL On Location today. Your football experience of a lifetime awaits only with On Location.